Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time to hear from some of the best high school football coaches in the area. That's live. Come on. It's the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show. All right. Nice job, fellas. Presented by your local pick and save stores. Let's turn it over to Muskego Athletic Director Ryan McMillan. Don't let one play affect the next one. Just learn from it. And the fans high school insider, big time Mike McGivern. Welcome to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside my co-host. He's Ryan McMillan, athletic director at Muskego. They just keep rolling. It's a great night last night. Really enjoy watching our defense play. The kids can run and Man, they just close. They get after a little bit. Yeah, they're on the field the whole third quarter. And I mean, they had penalty aided drives, and some of it was them, some of it was some other things, and. They just keep fighting and fighting and fighting, and they just run and they run and they just run and they close and they make it so hard on you. Man, that's uh, well. They're look. They're one of the better teams in the area. There's no doubt. Right. And in that conference, I, look, Waukesha West, I, and I don't care if they've lost a couple or not. That's always a tough putt. Yep. Coach Russ is really good. Yep. And that staff is really good. And you guys handle them. Pretty well. Coach Crouch has got to be feeling good, man. Oh, he was a happy guy last night. He got an outright conference title, and, uh, you know, next week they're trying to do something I don't think Coach Crouch done in his career is go 9-0. and So we were kind of talking about that. So the first time for a coach. So they'll be fired up for a last home game against McGuanago and, and uh, seal the deal for their staff. First he, time since he's at Muskego, anyway, with his staff to be undefeated regular season, and it could be something pretty special. You know, we got somebody in the studio who's got a chance to do that. Yeah. And I think he's done it before, but he's got a so. chance to do it. We're going to find out. We're talking Homestead football uh, this week. And let me run down today's show. At 1045, Dan Brunner is going to join us. We're going to talk a little WFCA stuff. And, and, and I'm, Dan and I are actually going to talk about the MC of the WFCA banquet, who happens to be in studio. And I got to tell you, I was part of that a couple years ago. And, and uh, our special guest was really impressive. I. I Look, I told him that night, and, I, and I'm not kidding. He did a great job of doing that. 11:15, Tony Rush, Raising the Stakes Fundraising Leadership Development, is going to join us again because our special guest, who is Dave Keel, the head football coach at Homestead, believes deeply in in, in servant leadership. And Tony Rush, whose son plays for Dave, uh, owns the company Raising the Stakes uh, Fundraising Leadership Development, and does a great job with that. And I know that Dave believes. A lot in that. Dave, it's good to see you. How you been? Great to be here, Mike. I'm outstanding. Uh, had a great night last night in the rain, and just an honor to be here with you guys. Well, I'll tell you what. You get a chance next week, um, and you don't want to – look, we don't ever want to look ahead or, you know, we work ahead a little bit, but but a chance to play a really quality – I've seen Slinger play. That is a big, strong, powerful team that w- – if you haven't been hit in the mouth yet this year, you will. Because they yeah. will, they're going to get out. They're, they're going to get after and you. Physical. Yep, Bill yeah. does a great, great job. His, coach, his coaching staff does a great job. Uh, from what we've seen on film, man alive, they, they're just maulers out there. They are. They got the big kid going off to Penn, I think, to play football at the next level. 
they're just solid all the way around. So not only a big kid, but smart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what was interesting, we saw him play against Hartford. Uh, their quarterback had been injured the week before. Right. And he showed flashes, but but he wasn't the same. And I think he's back being the same now. And uh, this will be a good test for you, Dave, with with – this conference, you know, it's ebb and flow with, with different conferences. And I'm not – look, tell me if I'm wrong, but I don't – the conference has been stronger. It's it's a little bit of a down year on in some of the programs? There's a couple programs that are in the rebuilding phase. There's yes. no doubt about that. Okay. Uh, but, the, but the Slingers and the Hartfords, uh, Fort Washington, very, very improved. And Whitefish yeah. Bay is White, Whitefish, Whitefish Bay. Whitefish Bay is white. They're tougher than heck. They played us tough a couple weeks ago. Uh, they're always tough. Uh, right. Coach does a great job over there, and it, it's it's going to be a battle every time we play Whitefish Bay. We had a conversation, um, Ron Davies and I, and I don't yeah. know if you know what's going on with Ron. He's ha- he's um, battling some health issues. Okay. So he's missed the last two Fridays. He's going to be pretty much done. Uh, for the year with the scoreboard show, and he uh, he's he's got lung cancer, and he's they, it's slow progressing. They're going to go in and take a lobe out. They think it's they're they're, they're going to be okay, but they've asked him not to talk a lot because he coughs, and so you can't hang out with me if you're not talking a lot, <laughs> unless you just point. let me do all the talking, which is okay with me as well. But um, but we had this conversation about it, um, and when you guys played Nicolay, and. I said, look, they have to start being able to play some of their starters into the second half as we get into playoff time because they've got to know if these kids can play four quarters. And so we had that conversation on the air, and it, and it got a little bit heated. Um, and, and I love Ron like a brother, but I disagree with him on some things, and he totally disagrees with me. How was the head coach at Homestead? How do you do you do that when your first team is, is, is beating teams soundly and so you want other kids to get playing time, but you got to find out if these kids can play four quarters, right? Yeah, absolutely do. And last night we had to play four quarters. Hartford is a good football team, well coached, and and our kids played hard four quarters. Man, in the fourth quarter was just as hard as the first quarter, which was good. Um, but I learned a long time ago from a fellow by the name of Phil Datka, uh, who in my first year coaching had us up had had us down thirty five zero in the second quarter, and the final score was thirty five zero. Uh, Phil's a great man, mentor of mine, and, and we're never gonna we're never gonna do that. I mean, if we're up, we're gonna we'll have to condition our kids, get them to play four quarters when the score is tight. Well, we're not gonna do it against a team that uh, that we have a, a good lead on. And that's you know what, and that's what Ron. If if anybody talked to you about the conversation that he and I had, he said three or four times in a five minute span that you're better at that than anybody in the area. That that. Look, and, and it was 50 to nothing at halftime and 50 to 23 or something at the end of the game. So Nicolay got, got to feel pretty good about being able to compete with some kids that had Homestead in the front of their jersey. Absolutely. And and so, and and that wasn't the, the discussion. That That's not why we got in, into the argument, but it was about a pass near the end of the half. Right. And, um, I, yeah. hey, you talked about Phil Datka. I, I love Phil. I, I, I miss him. I miss him. We he all was do. he was so good for this show. I remember when he said, "I'm retiring at Germantown." So I right. had him in, and we did this big retirement party. And we go to a break, and he walks by. He says, "I'm gonna go to the bathroom." He hits me on the shoulder. He goes, "I'm not really retiring, by the way." And I go, "What?" <laughs> he goes, "I'm not really retiring." I said, "We're doing a two-hour retirement party." He goes, "Yeah, I just want to see what it was like." And walked out, and <laughs> then he so goes, filled. That so filled. <laughs> I, I was, you know, I had all kinds of ex-players on. We're playing music. I got balloons, and he's not even retiring. He <laughs> played so, played my, me totally like a my fiddle. first football coaching experience was with Phil. 
I, I coached his freshman B team and uh, all the way to an one and six record. And I, I kiddingly told him he fired me for that one and six record. <laughs> so he just uh, my, my mentor. I learned so much from him that one season coaching for him. It was uh, he's just a fantastic guy. Hey, we also I also invited one of your your coaches in, and he is my uh, my he's my favorite son-in-law. My only son-in-law, but he's my favorite son-in-law. John Bonner is a linebacker coach at Homestead. John, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Mike? Good. It's good to see you. Um, the reason I invited you in is we've got three players sitting on the couch that we're going to get to here either in next segment or the following segment. Two of them are linebackers, uh, Eric Rod and, and George Lampin, and then Emery Whedon, who is the quarterback. A um, couple of good good linebackers that you, you're pretty proud of. You like these kids. Yeah, no, they're yeah, they're really good kids, and uh, I'm having a lot of fun working with them. And Matt Wolf, our D coordinator, has kind of handed the reins to me a little bit, so I can't take full credit. These guys have, you know, been trained up in Matt's system, but um, you know, I'm kind of taking the reins a little bit, and they're fun. They love hanging out with my kids, and uh, you my know, my grandson. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're they're really good kids. I enjoy it. Yeah, that's good. Hey, um, Dave, when, when I came out, and, and we're going to talk about this throughout the show, when I came out and did a segment for Around the Corner, and I, I had all of Mech wanted to choose from, and I, and, and I said, let's talk about the Homestead football program. I thought I was coming to talk to you about conference championships. That's what I thought. And I said, hey, Dave, congratulations, a lot of conference championships, let's talk about. And you said, I want to talk about the servant leadership and part of what we do and how we do it and how the seniors, how we serve them and they serve these kids. And and so I, I was taken back a little bit because it wasn't exactly the, the direction that I wanted to get to have that segment go. But it was so good and so compelling, and I've seen it a couple of times. There are some guys that, that can talk that and give me a little lip service on it. Oh, we're, we're really about that. But there's no there, there's no proof to that within the program. I see proof all through your program. You, you, that's something that the core of who you are and what you believe in. Did you, did you, did you start that back in the DACA era? Or did, was it has it just evolved? I mean, I'm, I'm wondering where that started in you. Absolutely, Mike. A great story. Um, back in 04, we had a very good football team, and we got knocked out of the playoffs, level two, and we were disappointed. So we had a coaching meeting afterwards, and we sat around, and we complained a little bit about, to each other like coaches tend to do sometimes. And uh, everybody kept saying, we don't have any leaders on this team. The reason we didn't advance further, we just didn't have any leaders. Finally, the youngest coach in the room spoke up. He said, you know why we don't have any leaders? We haven't taught them to lead. Oh. We haven't taught leadership. That offseason, two of our coaches, Coach Rauch, now at Arrowhead, and yep. Coach Wolf, who you just heard about, traveled to North Dakota State, listened to uh, Coach Bowl from North Dakota State, brought back a leadership program. Fritz and, and Matt Wolf and Todd Reineking in, implemented that program. Uh, when Coach left, we've continued it, and it's just excelled. And uh, we've had so many great experiences and so many great uh, things that our kids have done. I could give you story after story after story. I'd rather have the kids give you a few. Oh, we're going to talk to them good for, for sure. They, they just um, they, they buy into it. They, they, they have to apply for a position on a leadership team, write a letter of application. They have to go through an interview. Uh, they have to get recommendations. They have to build a resume, all to be a part of the team. Then we meet in the off season. We met all summer long for for breakfast once a week. That was maybe the highlight. And um, we we read a book together and talked about some of the leadership skills and techniques. And then when issues arise, these guys are prepared to handle 
situations within the program where they're needed. And, and we go to them first thing to decide, hey, what do you guys think? What do you want to do? How should we handle this? And they become the guys in charge of, of the team. John, you've coached in a couple other programs. Um, this this is different. Uh, it is, yeah. Um, I've, I've been in a couple other programs that are obviously quality programs. But, um, this, yeah, this is once I got over at Homestead, um, the way that Homestead does things and the way that Dave does things, uh, it is completely different. And I try to remind the guys that on a daily basis. Yeah. Hey, Ryan, did you, you guys did some of this out at Oconomowoc. I don't know to what level you guys did the leadership. I, I've been out there. I was out there a number of times when you were coaching and, mm-hmm. and being in the weight room and, and seeing you guys at practice and stuff. So I know that some of that was going on. How much did you buy into that part of it? Uh, hugely bought in. We we had a little bit different structure than the, than the leadership council from Coach Bull that uh, Coach talked about. We we were more everybody, and we would go big stage with with kids, and then break out with leaders in that room. And but a lot of the same mentality of of turning to the kids first, turning to the kids first, and then allowing them to make decisions and drive the learning that you're trying to get across to your team. Hey, guys, we're going to get to a break. I'm going to keep you guys another segment. Boys, I, I apologize, but I got a few more questions. We'll get to the players in studio um, in that uh, 1030 to 1045 segment and then at least one more segment in the in the second hour. Uh, in studio with us right now, Dave Keel, the head football coach at Homestead, John Bonner, who is the linebackers coach at Homestead. And as always, my, my co-host, he's Ryan McMillan, the athletic director at Muskego. This is the Wendy's. Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, alongside my co-host. He's the athletic director at Muskego. He's Ryan McMillan. Dave Keel, head football coach at Homestead, and John Bonner, the linebackers coach at Homestead, are uh, sit, uh, sitting at the microphones right now. Uh, next segment, we're going to talk to three of the seniors on this Homestead team, but I want to spend a few more minutes with with uh, the coaches from, from Homestead. Dave, let's talk a little bit about your background. Uh, you graduated from Walking Hamilton. High school, correct? 1970-something like that, yes. Yeah, it was a ways. Uh, Coach Rudy Wrighton, still big impact on me, member of the Wisconsin Football Coaches Hall of Fame, sadly passed away a couple years ago. Did you know um, early on that you wanted to coach? Because you, you ended up going to, and playing at lacrosse. Correct. And um, and then you started coaching relatively soon after that? Yeah, I, I got two degrees from lacrosse, a phi ed degree and a math degree. And uh, if I had jobs, are almost impossible to get, but I wanted to take the things that I learned there and apply them. So I got a math position uh, in, uh, in MPS at first at Hamilton, believe it or not. Okay. And then I started coaching almost immediately. Uh, found a job at Homestead just a year and a half later and uh, been there since 1978. Man, you know, that's, that's one part, and Ryan, I think you'll agree. You get a quality guy in the program and, and he stays for, for as long as Dave ha- has and has as much success as Davis had, it doesn't. It doesn't always happen that if somebody's willing to stay and is a good quality coach that they're going to have success. But I think the best way to have it happen is to have a guy with you know these kind of qualities that we've talked about stay and build that program. Yeah, without a doubt, you don't. Uh, there's no question about who you are or what the program represents or 
where to go, how to go, because it's been going on for the past 20-plus years at Homestead. And all the little things that new head coaches and things we've talked about earlier in the show, earlier in the year, that they're trying to sort through and figure out and, and stuff you just don't know. Obviously, he knows. He communicates very well to his staff. His staff knows because a lot of his staff's been with him for a long time, and that just breeds um, culture of success. And then you start talking leadership council and the kids learning from the older kids, and it's just it, it's – uh, staff continuity is the the secret sauce to um, program building. If if you have that, I mean, look, when Whitewater was good, they had staff continuity. When he, any staff that you look around the the nation, I would say those guys worked well together and were together for an extended period of time. Dave, how much different are you uh, as a head coach now than you were ten years ago to twenty years ago? I, I, have you changed a lot? I think a little bit. Uh, I think uh, you have to change. Uh, and and I, hopefully still learning. <laughs> I know I'm still learning on the job. And I think what Ryan said, the staff continuity is unbelievable. Our, our two coordinators are specials. Coach Zortman on the offensive side does a phenomenal job, and Coach Wolf on the defensive side does a, a fantastic job. And those guys have been with us for a long time, and, and they understand how we like to do things. Uh, our defensive line coach is, is second to none in the state, and I know everybody loves their defensive line coach, but he's turned out probably 20 Division One defensive linemen including one playing in the NFL right now for the Denver Broncos. So the guys we have, and, and John Bonner here knows because he works with them every day, the, the guys we have from the freshman staff to the JV staff to the varsity staff are absolutely, they're, they're great teachers, first of all. They're great men, and, and they impart a lot of good, useful uh, lessons and, and leadership to all of our players. Hey, I had a guy in Faith in the Zone, another show that, that I do, and mm-hmm. he was a head football coach at Eastern Michigan University. And he got that job. He was 28 years old, and now he's 44. And I said, hey, kids have really changed over the years, don't you think? And he said, no. No, he's right. He said, we've changed. Yeah. And I and he caught me off guard. I said, what? He said, look, when I got the head job here, I was 28 years old. I was single, and I was cool. I was one of the cool guys. He said, I'm now 44. I'm married. I got three kids. All I want to do is get out of practice, go home and see my kids. He said, and they're still doing the idiot stuff that I did when I was a freshman in college. The difference is they're posting it everywhere. Exactly. He said, but no, they haven't changed. You and I have changed. And it made me stop and take it. I mean, I've been coaching basketball 36 years. Mm -hmm. And I think these kids are driving me nuts. Look at these idiots. But you know what? It's not them. It's me. Without a doubt. Kids still want to be coached hard. Kids still want to be taught and disciplined. Uh, and, And that's no different than a long time ago. And, and the, you know, the way you get it done is a little different at times. But, boy, those same things, they, they want that. They want to be uh, – they want to know you care about them. And, and This is going to be an uncomfortable question for you, and I apologize. But, look, to coach in Mequon at Homestead for as long as you have, that community, it, 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 it has a reputation being a tough community to please all the time. Um, again, I'm a basketball coach, so I've gone through and I've talked to a lot. Homestead is known as a football school right now because of the success that, that you and your staff and these kids have had. How have you been able to survive through all of it for as long as you have? Good question, Mike. I think it's, it's not as tough as you think or as you, as you imply. Um, the parents are behind us. We like to tell the parents we're an extension of what they do. Uh, we don't always agree with the parents. That's going to be the case wherever you go. But we just let the, the parents know, hey, we're on the same team. We want the best for your son, just like you want the best for your son. And we do it together. It's a lot better. And, and our, our parents buy into that. Uh, they support us. We support them. We keep open lines of communication, uh, talking to 
parents regularly. It doesn't matter if it's the head coach or freshman B coach. Uh, parents are welcome to call and visit anytime. Does the fact that, that you guys have either won outright or shared this conference, is it 18? I don't know. It's it's a lot of years in a row. You do know because I know you. I think it's 18 years in a row. I wonder, does do you, is that something you guys ever even talk about? Or every, each team, we're just moving on. We're your own. You can ask our players. We haven't won a conference championship this year, have we? No. This is this is the we're 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 owing one for conference championships in 2018. So we're worried about Friday night period. And, and the stuff in the past is great. Those kids deserve the credit. They did a lot of good things. We're proud of them. In fact, we bring them back to talk to our players regularly. They talk at team dinners. They talk uh, during the week when they come. We had a, Demetrius Johnson from the 99 State Championship was back talking to our kids. It was outstanding. Timmy Schatz from that same team was back talking to our kids. And they all give the same lessons and talk about the same types of things. Cherish the moment. Cherish the practice today. Get everything done you can. Make today the best day you can make it. And it's a lesson that our coaches teach the players. It hasn't changed from uh, from the beginning. You know, it's interesting. Steve Jones from Kimberly I've had on, you know, the last couple of years a lot. And he could care less. He could care less about the number. You know, they're the number one in the country with the longest winning streak. Correct. And I don't think he blows smoke at me. He, oh, no. he says, look, I, I, to be honest with you, I don't care. Let me tell you what we did as a team yesterday. Yeah. We went out and we helped this group. Let me tell you what we did last week. And I go, but coach, you have the longest win. He goes, I don't care. You know what? Does it put a lot of pressure on these kids? Because people keep, like you keep yeah. talking to oh, us yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he said, I wish you guys would stop because yeah. we, we're we going to go out and try to win. It. And once we lose and you keep quit asking me that question, he said, maybe we'll start a new one. Who knows? But it, it's really impressive. And I feel the same way with you where last year is last year. Let's look at this group and. Move on. Exactly. Steve's a great guy. He and we, we communicate regularly. I learn a lot from him. He's a special man and a special guy. And and uh, he's right. It's it's not about the wins and losses. It's about are you becoming a better person? Are you going to go out and impact the, the world in a positive way? If you, we can teach some lessons along those lines, we got a chance. Hey, you and and and, and Coach McMillan um, were very similar to on Thursday Night Lights when I have to do that interview thing beforehand. You guys were really similar. And very unlike most of the other guys that I do it with. Because you're like, man, okay. And we're standing there. We have a problem with the microphone. We have a problem with the camera. And you guys just kind of hanging out. And we were at a game, uh, Coach Keel, where the other coach was not, he he did not want to be there. He was like, come on, you got to go. And I looked at you and I said, sorry. And you go, man, I got it all the time. It, I, everything's in. What? How much better are we going to get now? What do, you, what do you want to talk about? And the other guy was yelling at me, and you were kind of laughing. And you said, just relax, man. I don't care. I can stay here for another half hour. I got nothing to do right now. And Coach McMillan, you were the same. And I don't know if that's because you've been doing this a long time or you just know that at this point of the day, we're kicking off in 30 minutes. I'm not changing anything right now. So true. Do you remember uh, what well, I'm talking I about? I absolutely remember it clearly. Uh, our, our coaches are so great that they don't need me. <laughs> they really don't. I, I could be in the booth. I could be uh, at the grocery store. We'd have a great game no matter what uh, because our coaches, they take care of business. I mean, they, yeah. are, they are really good. I trust them completely. And, you know, truly, I'm kind of useless at times. You were the same way, Ryan. Yeah, I mean, I, all the haze in the barn. If you do all your work and, <laughs> and cross all your T's and dot all your I's, you're you're going to be just fine. And, and like Coach alluded to right there, again, staff continuity. You, gotta, you trust your guys. Guys know where to go, how to go. And um, 
like for myself, I, I had a young quarterback guy that was with me that I could turn over the QB pregame stuff to and, and get out of the way and let those guys do their work and, and get the energy going with the kids and hang out with guys like you. Yeah, well, you guys did great. I miss that sometimes. John, pregame for you as a linebackers coach, um, you you guys aren't as calm as, as Davis. You guys got to get these boys going and get after a little bit, right? Sure, yep. Uh, yeah, no, we're not as calm. I, you know, the – I think the phrase that Dave uses is, uh, this isn't my first rodeo. Right. I think that's, I heard him say that once or twice. Uh, but I, le- I learn a lot from him. Uh, I'm, I don't run around and get a little crazy before the game because we do a lot of the stuff up till that point. Yeah. I mean, pregame, we have our little rituals that we all do. And, you know, I got to take a couple of defensive balls and set them a couple places and, uh, you know, get our guys lined up and do some, you know, stretching and, Different, you know, things to get ready, get their hands ready, get their arms ready and stuff like that for the game. And you know that he's there if you need him, but he's – look, at least when I was there, I would just watch and he'd kind of walk around, but he wasn't yelling and barking and screaming and, Mm-mm. you know, like he he wasn't throwing, you know, uh, balls to the receivers like some coaches do and stuff like that. It's interesting. Guys, we're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we're going to talk to three senior leaders – on this homestead team, a couple of linebackers. One got an interception last night. He mm. broke that that streak, man. He had to get that one. You watch. There'll be a lot more after that. But we'll talk to these three guys on the other side. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, joined by three senior football players from Homestead. I'm excited to talk to these uh, young men. A couple of linebackers, uh, George Lampin and Eric Rod, and quarterback Emery Whedon. Who he, I said, man, you're, you're a pretty boy. You play on the offensive side. He said, no, I like hitting people. Emery, it's nice to meet you. How you been? I'm doing great. Yeah, it's, hey, good. Uh, eight no is a starting quarterback. Not bad. Not bad. You're feeling pretty good back there? Oh, yeah. I Our team is great. I love playing with them, and I have almost, almost trust with our team. To move from the defensive side of the ball to the offensive side of the ball, did it take you a minute or two to understand that that's your huddle, or did you know right off the jump? Oh, right away. I knew that as a, as a quarterback I had to lead the offense. But obviously with the new, like, perspective and a new playbook to learn it took a little bit but that's what the two days are for right so i was very confident coming into our first game and i'm confident going into week nine man um have things slowed down for you a little bit do you you know when you start a new position things seem real fast and and you're trying to figure it out and then all of a sudden the light bulb goes off and things start to slow down a little bit you know what it's not as fast and, and now you're seeing things a little bit sooner than than you were the week before do you remember that that did it take a couple of weeks, a couple of games, or did it happen early? All I have to say is I was nervous until after the first drive of Port Washington. We drove down, we got a, uh, our first touchdown of the year, and after that, everything, I was just confident with our team. Man, that's good. Uh, George and Eric, man, it's uh, it's really good to have you guys in. You guys have both played, um, and I'll start with you, George. Um, you, you started fifth grade, Cardinal football. Um did you know early on when you were playing that that playing at the high school level, playing under the lights is something you wanted to do? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Eric and I uh, were on the Cardinal football team, fifth through eighth grade. 
together. And uh, yeah, you always look up to the high school players for sure. We always went to all the games together. And yeah, had your uniform on, and and I was sitting there dreaming about what it was going to be like when you were playing at that level. What did you play freshman freshman year and then JV? So you progressed as a junior, played varsity. Yes. Um, same thing, uh, George. With um, same thing, uh, Eric. With you, freshman, uh, sophomore, and then yeah, uh, we all started on the freshman level and then worked our way up. So did did uh, and you as a as a kid in that junior program, and that's what we hope for with with when you're a coach and you've got a junior program um, that these kids. Are going home wearing that that football uniform, that jersey to bed, and dreaming about what it's going to be like when they're playing under the lights. That was something that 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 you thought about when you were a kid. Oh yeah, all the time. Uh, we constantly go to the Cardinal football practices. We you know every year Coach Keel sends the seniors over there to work with the kids, and uh, it's like just seeing them all there and you know seeing what they do on Friday nights. It really makes you want to do that when you're older. So did, did you? Um... Do you realize now as seniors that those kids are looking at you guys the way that you looked at the, you know, like, oh, man, I want to be that kid. Like, that's who I want to be. You're you're like the Packers for them, and and you guys understand the importance of being good role models. And I'll ask you first, Emery. Oh, yeah, because you can see at halftime, we have a huge line of all the Cardinal kids just want to just get a high five, you know? Slapping five. And, all of them, they'll cheer our names, and we all know that they just look up to us. It's important to to take to to understand um, that part of this thing, guys. Your your last regular season Friday night under the lights home game is this coming Friday. Did it came quick, right? Did it come really quick for you? Oh yeah. It's it's almost a little bit like. You, you, when you're in little league or in in junior program, you're looking, going, man, I can't wait to get there. And then when you get there, it it it, it happens and it happens quickly. Do you look forward to this thing on Friday? Uh, yeah, a lot. Um, our student section this year has been just outstanding. Uh, the attendance at the games and you know their energy they bring it really helps us. Uh, you know, ramp our energy up and uh, homecoming week. This should be a huge game and we should have a huge crowd. So. Football coaches hate homecoming week. You know this, right? They always say to me as a basketball coach, "Why don't you take it one week? Why don't you take it?" Because I we I can't, yeah, I can't keep uh, get kids focused. That's not going to be a problem for you guys, and I'll tell you why. Because Slinger is seven one, and the Owls got a chance if they if they knock you off to be part of this 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 conference championship, and we don't want that. So have your fun and stuff, but make sure that 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 you get focused. You guys all have dates. <laughs> uh, no, nobody does so. dates anymore for homecoming. It's our senior year, so uh, I think it's Halloween theme this year. So we just go with a big group of guys. Uh, I'm gonna be dressing up as a pumpkin. As so, will I. Yeah, oh, that's so. awesome. Couple of pumpkins. <laughs> yep. Couple couple of years ago, we had some kids in from Cudahy, and it was this time right now, a week before homecoming. And the one kid during the break said, "Hey, do you mind if we call a girl live on the air so I can ask her?" And I go, "Are you kidding?" He goes, "No, we're having a contest. Most creative." And I think I win if she says yes. And I go, does she know? He goes, she has no idea. I go, you want to do this? He goes, yep. So we get this girl on, and he asked her, and she said yes. He was beat red. We go to a break. He's like, oh, man, that would have been really bad for me had she said no. And I said it would have been really bad. Anybody we need to call for you guys? No, no you guys are yeah, no. you guys are all good. Hey, Emery, let's talk a little, about, a little bit about this year's team. Are you surprised at all the success you guys have had? No, not at all. Because, obviously, we've had lost a lot of seniors, 
But our work in the weight room was outstanding. We have tons of guys who are squatting a lot of weight, benching a lot of weight, and just our attendance during the speed and agility drills was just perfect. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, George, th- at the end of last year, you guys as seniors, now it's your team. Did did you understand the importance of of taking the leadership role on this team and making sure guys get in the weight room, making sure you guys hang out together, all that kind of stuff? You understand that? Oh yeah, absolutely. After as soon as the season ended last year, we just wanted to get looking forward to this year. And I know a lot of our a lot of us seniors immediately tried to like get in the leadership team and just like start the next season right away. So it's yes. important, Eric. Same question for you. You understood the importance of that. Yeah, um, it just, it really, like, you know, Coach Keel touched on earlier, like, fosters that whole uh, family and the entire team, and um, like you said, you know, guys don't even have to go to the coaches for certain things, they can come to us and the leadership team, and um, it it really allows us to just build a strong bond with the whole team. Are you multi-sport athletes, anybody? Uh, yeah, I run track in, in the spring. I'm Fo- football and baseball. Play baseball too. I'm just a football guy. That, that, that avoid. Um, do you have? Um, and we'll talk to you because you're our pick and save student athlete of the week, um, George. Uh, Emery, do you know what's going on next year yet? Do you know? Are you going to school next year? Uh, your senior year? Oh uh, yeah, your, I'll, your I'll be going to college. Yeah, your freshman year next year. Do you do you know where you're going? I have no idea yet. Yeah, you have some thoughts. Yeah, for sure. Wait, can you? Um, couple ideas. Uh, lacrosse, maybe Whitewater. Okay. Yeah. You want to play football? Um, it's up there. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Um, Eric, uh, I don't know yet. Um, I haven't, you know, gotten any uh, interest or offers or anything. But um, Madison's up there. Both my parents went there, so you know, be fun always, to go. Always, yeah, I always love to go there. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm gonna ask you during our pick and save. You, you got an idea where you want to go? No idea where I want to go. No. I'm still working on applications. That's all right. You know what, you guys, you're gonna make changes in your mind before you get to the car today. You know what you're saying, Lacrosse Whitewater. You get to the car and go. You know what? I actually want to go to Montana, and, and who knows where that came from? But you, you, you never know. Um, you went to to Brown Deer as a freshman, correct? Um, the the change from from Brown Deer to Homestead. Did you guys move? Was it just you you wanted to to go to a different school? Yeah, it was open enrollment. Okay, good good decision by you. Yeah, you like I, it I had over a lot there. Of fun at Homestead. You like the kids. Yeah. Taking care of your business? Yeah, for sure. Oh, that's good stuff. Guys, I'm going to get back to you later in the show. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, Dan Brenner is going to join us. He's out of town, but he said, yeah, call me at 1045. We're going to talk a little WFCA stuff, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Dave Keel's next job. What's he going to do if he ever retires? I've got an idea for him. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by our local pick-and-save stores. Dave Keel, head football coach at Homestead, and Ryan McMillan, athletic director at Muskego, sitting on the mics right now. We're joined by Dan Brunner. Hey, Dan, how you been? Mike, good to hear from you. Man, thank you so much for a couple minutes of your time. Uh, where are you? I'm uh, in the parking lot at Central Michigan. Uh, get ready to go watch the take on the Buffalo, uh, University of Buffalo, Lance Leipold, yep. Bulls. 
So, man, it's good. Be a fun game. That should be a great game. Hey, I just wanted to talk a little bit about. Uh, the WFCA and how things are going, and and a couple of years ago, I was I was uh, lucky enough to to be up at the uh, the Hall of Fame banquet, and uh, Dave Dave Keel emceed that event. And as good a football coach as he is, and he's a better man, I thought he was as good an MC as as uh, as there was. And I think when he get retires from football, I might be able to get him some speaking engagements. Mike and Dave probably thinks. I, I'm uh, making fun of him, but I have said that for years. And Dave is not only one of one of the finest coaches and members of our association. Does so much for football, and not just for Homestead, but for the state of Wisconsin. He is one of the finest MCs yeah. you'll find anywhere. He's Come on, coach. You just don't want to talk about the time I almost tackled you in a high school football game. <laughs> when, when, we don't want to bring that up. <laughs> when the uh, he, hey, Mike, he does the All-State Banquet. He does the Hall of Fame Banquet. And I've told him that's a lifetime commitment. He cannot. He's got to plan his year around those two events because he's irreplaceable. He is just outstanding. Look, and he's and he's laughing. And he thinks we're, we're, we're kidding. I've been to a, I've been to 100 events. And that was his well, and and I, I he was so good at it, and I was and not that I should have been shocked, but I hadn't seen him in that position before, and I was really impressed. And I told him that that night, and I've told him since when when he gets done, if he needs me to be his agent, I can get him some, I can make him some money at that, at at going out oh, yeah. and speaking. Yeah, but, he he prepares for those events just like he prepares for a game. He puts his time in and. That's why he's so good at it. Hey Dan, the WFCA. What this time of year? Um, you guys getting playoffs are coming up. Are, are you busier this time of year, or does it slow down during the football season as the executive director of the WFCA? You, you know, they're just a slight well right at the kickoff of the season. But really, now things are so ramped up because, and, and I don't know if everybody's aware of the fact yet. You know, we're going to a large school and a small school, all-state team. So we're going to be selecting two teams. That's been something our membership has been asking for for a long time. And so that's taken up a lot of time, uh, putting the final touches on, the, on uh, the work that Doug Sarber and his committee have done for the 18 football-only conferences coming up in a couple of years. Um, the, I mean, they're... Even though it's a long way off, we're really ramping up clinic preparation right now, too. So it, this is really where things are, are getting ramped up. You know, that clinic is uh, second to none. And, and Dave and, and Ryan, you guys will, will agree. Um, there, there, isn't, there isn't a better one in anywhere in the country. And, and I've been to it a number of times. In fact, when I got a chance to speak at, at it a couple years ago, and I followed the head football coach at Iowa. And right at the end of him getting off, you know, he talked about it and he said, to all you coaches in here, this is where it starts. This is where it happens. You guys are where it, it, it really, you make such a big difference. Do me one favor. Don't ever listen to the outside noise. Don't listen to any media people telling you how to do things. Guys, thank you very much. Have a great day. Well, I'm next. Yeah. <laughs> I was next. You're the media guy. And I said, hey, coach, thanks a lot for the kind words. I'm a media guy. Yeah. And he went, oh, I'm so sorry. So I, you guys do such a good job. Yeah. There's so much work that goes on behind the scenes for that clinic, yeah. Dan. And, 
And uh, you guys are already trying to prepare for next year, correct? Yeah. Yeah, you know, and it's funny. I just passed uh, John Bonamago, the head coach at CMU, who spoke at our clinic a year ago. And uh, we just chatted briefly. And the number one thing he said was, please, get me back to your clinic as soon as you think it will fit in. He said, it's the finest one I've ever spoke at. I mean, and that's that's what he said. You know, he's a former Packer coach. He's spoken yep. all over the place. So, yeah, we appreciate that. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, Dan, I got a question for you. You got a, a big game you're attending today. I know you got the uh, family ties to to the Chippewas. And, of course, Lance Leipold is a dear friend of the WFCA and longtime Whitewater coach. Who are you rooting for today in the big game? <laughs> <laughs> well, my my son gave me the my son's an associate AD here now, and he a former Chippewa player. And he gave me the all access pass, so it, I was torn between. Uh, I'm I'm really neutral right now. Oh, <laughs> man, you have been to take neutral. a stance, coach. You have <laughs> yeah. not been neutral in anything That's, your entire that is so life. True. <laughs> Look at when did you become a diva? Pick <laughs> pick someone who who you, you know were... what? You know what? I, and, and I I don't want to say that. my son unless he listens to the podcast. Uh, I just have such a, a, a dear spot for Lance Leipold in my heart. In and Jim Zabrowski and Brian Borland and that, that whole crew. Whitewater crew, that, sure. When I, my three years I spent at Whitewater, I mean, those guys were so, so part of my coaching life. You know, I just yeah. wish them well. And, 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 you know, Lance got off to that 4-0 start, stumbled against Army, but, hey, guess what? Oklahoma almost stumbled against Army. <laughs> and, yeah, they did. Uh, yeah. I, I just wish Lance the best this season. I want him to win every game out. I, I really do. He's a solid guy. He really is. He's great for our yeah, sport. He He's spoken at our clinic, uh, been oh. in our buildings. He's just a wonderful man. He he does it right, and he does it well. He's still recruiting this area, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, he he likes yes, getting he kids mm-hmm. from Wisconsin. Hey, Dan, get into the game. Uh, thanks a lot for a couple minutes of your time, and I'm sure I'll be in touch either next week or the following week come uh, playoff time. And, thanks, and best of luck to you, Dave. You know, and Dave is one of my favorite best friends. We've known each other for yeah, long time, yeah, but long time. So keep keep up the great work, Dan. We're we're honored to have you as the as executive director of our association. Man, we're making great strides, and thanks to you and and all the guys, really Man, do a great job. I I miss see, I miss seeing you on Friday night, Dan. Oh, I miss Friday nights big time. I really do. yeah. I thought you and Bobby did a great job. I really miss you. Safe travels on the way home. Thanks for a couple minutes. Thanks, Mike. You got it. Let's get you a break. Other side of the break, we're going to introduce you to our Pick and Save Student Athlete of the Week, and we'll do that uh, when we get back. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local Pick and Save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.
It's time to hear from some of the best high school football coaches in the area. That's a lot. Come on. It's the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show. All right. Nice job, fellas. Presented by your local pick and save stores. Let's turn it over to Muskego Athletic Director Ryan McMillan. Don't let one play affect the next one. Just learn from it. And the fans high school insider, big time Mike McGivern. Welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Coach, before you leave, I've got an envelope from uh, Wendy's for you. And uh, there's a lot of food coupons. You get your staff listening, you think? They might be. I don't know. They probably yeah. got better things to do. No, I think they're, I think no, they're, they're listening. The, hopefully they're preparing for Slinger. you got to make a decision whether you're going to hand some of those off to them or these boys sitting over here. You're going to take... Maybe my son-in-law to, to lunch. And I think the boys sitting on the couch thinking they got their best chance. But uh, Wendy's is a really good partner of the stuff that I do. And, and uh, they've uh, supplied every coach that comes in. Uh, they, they supply them with, with a envelope thanking them for the, the, the stuff that you guys do in your community and giving you a lot of um, different food coupons. And uh, you can go into your local Wendy's and, and, uh, and get fed. And you can take it home and use it yourself. And... I know you're probably going to share it with either your players or your staff. So I want to thank our friends at uh, Wendy's for that. So who is this week's Student Athlete of the Week? Who's making a difference in their community, in their classroom, and on the court? Let's meet the Pick and Save High School Student Athlete of the Week. Brought to you by your local Pick and Save stores, where Wisconsin saves on groceries. It's my favorite segment every week. It, it just is because we get a chance to talk to kids and young student athletes that, that understand it's not a right to play football or basketball. It's a privilege. And you earn the privilege by taking care of your business in the classroom. And our pick and save student athlete of the week is one of the linebackers at Homestead. He is George Lampin. George, congratulations. Hey, thank you. And thank you for having us. Yeah, you bet. So, your motivation for being such a good student athlete, where does that come from? Well, I don't know. A lot of people ask me that. And to be honest, I don't exactly know. But I have two siblings, a brother and a sister. They're both really smart cookies, so maybe it's just genetics. Yeah. Or I don't know. I have like a big perfectionist mindset, so I try to like put everything I have into everything I do, especially in the classroom. And and do you carry that onto the football field as well as as far as trying to be a perfectionist? Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Are you an outside or inside linebacker? I'm an inside linebacker. You know, um, guys, I I love kids that are student athletes. I I get a, a kick out of this segment all the time because. Everybody has a different answer to that. You know, where's your motivation come from? Look, he, he's not sure. He just knows he got motivated sometime to take care of his business in the classroom. Dave, when I asked you about the Pick and Save Student Athlete of the Week, you said, Mike, come on, man. I got I got a lot of kids I can choose from on this thing. And I said, I understand that. You're going to have to pick one. And, and I know it's really hard because you don't want to slight anybody because there's a lot of really good student athletes in your program but George is a guy you said, look, I, this is maybe somebody we need to highlight, promote, and celebrate. Without a doubt. George, is, uh, his grade point average, his ACT scores, his commitment to education and to better himself, he brings that same level of commitment to studying film and preparing for every football game. He is uh, meticulous about his preparation, and that's what makes him so successful, whether it's in the classroom, whether it's in the community, or on the football field. He does it right, does it right all the time. And he's smart enough to know he's not going to have a date for homecoming and he's going to go as a pumpkin. How do you not? That's Man, that's a senior leader right there. And you aren't a kid, and I hope our freshmen are listening. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, John, as a linebacker coach, it's nice to have 
the pick and save student athlete of the week be a kid that's that is one of your linebackers. I would assume he's a he's the kind of kid that you don't have to tell twice, right? You tell him this is the way you want it done, and he and he goes about and does it. Yeah, and and on top of that, yeah, he's very coachable, and he's you know uh, he's basically he gets it done, and he's a good leader with everyone else. When we work with the JV kids, and you know somebody's not doing it right, he's the first to step up to help coach them as well. So yeah, that's really important, George. Depending on where you go or what you do next year, do you have an idea on the field that you want to get into? Uh, business is what I'm thinking as of now. Yeah. yeah. What What does your, uh, your your dad in the in business? No, he's an engineer, and he uh, is. yeah, up until a few years ago, that's kind of what I wanted to be. But I think I might switch it up. Does he know that, or he does? He does now. <laughs> yeah. Might, your mom and dad listening? You think? Uh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, no good. doubt. <laughs> good. What are their names? Uh, Trudy Lampin is my mom, and Lowell is my dad. Trudy and Lowell, and and certainly the parents of of Emery and Eric too. You guys did a marvelous job. These are really nice young people, and, and uh, look, in today's day and age, as you guys know, all, every time you turn on the news, you hear about these kids are doing this wrong, and these kids are doing that wrong, and, and this segment for me, and doing this show, I love, look, you know, I, I talked to Emery, the quarterback, I said, you must be a pretty boy, he's like, yeah, you want to see some film? I'm, I'm, I don't mind putting my shoulder down, and we're laughing, it's, it's like I've met him you know, I've yeah. talked to him a hundred times and I haven't, but he looks me right in the eye. You talk to Eric, he's shaking my hand. In fact, he hurt my hand a little bit, you know, saying, hey, thanks for having us in. You talk to George. Th- these these are the kids that you want leading your program, and they're such good ambassadors for, for your school, Coach. Well, without a doubt. They had a great experience last spring. Uh, these guys uh, went over to one of our elementary schools, and they sat uh, in front of fifth-grade students, and, and I think we had about six or eight kids go by, and they just talked for like a half hour with these fifth grade kids about being a football player, about being a leader, about being a member of the community and being responsible and all the right things. And afterwards, all every kid, like about 40 fifth graders, wrote letters of appreciation thanking these guys for coming over and hanging out with them for an afternoon. It was just a great experience that these guys had, and they got an opportunity to, to hang out with young kids and impact the lives of young kids in a good way. George, is that is that an easy thing for you to do, or, or do you have to challenge yourself to go outside of, of your comfort zone, or does that come easy for you? Um, I love doing it, but yeah, I think for sure that's outside my comfort zone, but I think it's a really good thing to do regardless. I think through HLT, a lot of us, like this is not, it's not just us three in HLT, there's right. um, like 11 of us or so. And I don't know, it's just an honor to be able to do all these different things because we're not just leaders on the team, but also in the community and to be able to do different outreach things and get out of our comfort zone. I think that's something that's really healthy for us. Our pick and save student athlete of the week from Homestead High School, he's George Lampin, linebacker George Lampin. Here's what happens next week or the following week, I'll have a beautiful plaque for you from your local pick-and-save store. We'll probably meet at the Metro Market in Mequon. I'm looking forward to maybe meeting Trudy and and Lowell. And maybe anybody from the team, the coaching staff wants to come out. We uh, we, we, We hand you that plaque. We take pictures at that Metro Market with their their store managers, some of their store employees. I'll be there. We'll we'll put the uh, pictures of you on our our website and their Facebook page because pick-and-save – who's a great partner with me, and they have been for years, they want to celebrate guys like you, George. You're, you're the kind of guy that they want to celebrate, a kid that takes it serious in the classroom. 
um, takes it seriously on the football field or the basketball court or the baseball field, all the stuff that that we do. But they're really proud of you. And uh, once your season's over, I'm going to ask you to come back, and we're going to do a, a commercial together, you and I. And what we do then is we put it on the air here and it plays throughout pick-and-save stores in the state of Wisconsin. And they send it to their corporate office, and their corporate office goes, would you get the approval to air these within our stores? So you'll be walking in some pick-and-save store, and you'll hear yourself on the loudspeaker, and it's quite the experience. So congratulations this week's Pick-and-Save Student Athlete of the Week. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you bet. Hey, um, Coach, when you have a number of kids that you could give this award to, doesn't that make it your life just easier? It sure does. I tell you, we, we just checked grades, though. We had our, our four-week grade checkup, and, and the number of the A's and B's is just truly special. It really is. The kids, they, they do the job on the football field, but they do the job first and foremost in the classroom. Do, do you believe that you have that, uh, that number to where it is because ki- kids – I, I think because they're they're taught at an early age that that's the important part. Yeah, you, you, look, you, they may have one NFL player from Homestead, but that's one out of many. Yeah. You, you want to do something with your life, be an engineer, get into business school, and 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 do something with your life. Without a doubt, Mike. You mentioned our community earlier. I think in our broadcast, and that's one of the things our community uh, has a lot of high achievers in the community, and they expect excellence out of the high school. Our high school is fantastic, led by our. Our principal and our superintendent, uh, Brett Bowers, our principal, and Matt Joyner, our superintendent, are phenomenal leaders in our in our community. And and our our leader, our, our our parents really expect that the kids will achieve in the classroom and on the football field. So we're we're on the same page. I mean, we they demand excellence out of the high school, and we're, we're I, providing that for them. I know Matt a little bit. I've met him a couple yeah. times. That's a good man. Matt Joyner's got three sons. He's a fantastic man. He's a he, good leader. He's a he taught my daughter in fourth grade, worked his way up assistant principal at our high school, principal yeah. at Shorewood. Now he's our superintendent after being the assistant superintendent. He, uh, he, he's he got all the bases covered. You guys are in good hands with him. I believe Absolutely. that. I think he's got a good vision. I think he uh The only problem understands. with the, our principal, Brett Bowers, is a great guy, too. Yeah. The only problem is he's a Cubs fan. So we, we, yeah, we don't hold that against him too much. But Well, it, but, He's uh, he's not going to be the principal next year, just so you know. I'll get him fired. Uh-oh. Uh, and I'll get my producer fired, too, because he's a Cubs fan. And unless he has uh, over. How, how are the Cubs doing in the playoffs this year? I don't remember. You know what? Let me check. Oh, yeah, they're out. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, they're cleaning up that champagne that the Brewers and the Rockies left in there. I, you know what? I can't even say it because you know next year they're going to be I know. strong they're as ever. They're good, yep. Hey, let's get to a break again. Congratulations, George Lampin, our pick-and-save student-athlete of the week. Uh, we're going to get to a break. Tony Rush. Raising the stake, fundraising. Then 11.30, I want to talk about the, the rest of your roster, Coach. Some other seniors that make this team go. 11.45, I'm going to bring the players back. And I want to ask them they, their, uh, their best memory of, uh, of playing a home set so far. And at 11.25, we're going to talk uh, to our friends at Pick and Save. And uh, they're, they're going to come in here to Entercom. It's flu shot season. And uh, we're going to talk to them about the importance of that and thank them for being such a good partner. So we got a lot to do before the end of the show. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Playing this bumper music, right? <laughs> uh, Half your staff is on in Tango there. Tango lines, exactly. Tango line, Grandma's T. My son-in-law, 
I asked him, I said, hey, uh, anywhere in this song do you say you love your father-in-law? He said, uh, no, I say the opposite. Play it backwards, and you'll hear all that. Hey, we are joined. If you want to listen to it, Tangle Lines is, is a good band, a lot of Homestead, a couple of Homestead football coaches, teacher, um, but they're really good. And Google them, Tangle Lines, and that song, Grandma's Tea, is my favorite. I go back and forth. There's three or four of them, but I'm really proud. My son-in-law, John Bonner, and the and that band and the stuff that they do. Hey, we are uh, joined now by Tony Resch. Raising the Stakes Fundraising Leadership Development. Not only uh, is he a friend of ours, he's a friend of yours, um, but his son plays at at Homestead. And uh, the leadership development side of the business he does is a big, important part to you, correct, Dave? Without a doubt. Tony and Raising the Stakes have uh, implemented a, a leadership program. They do two seminars uh, during the spring and, and two in the fall or, or wintertime and get coaches from throughout the state to speak and uh, bring coaches in fantastic opportunities for coaches to learn and develop their own leadership skills uh, at the schools they're at. And this is all because of Tony in, in raising the stakes. They just believe that if you do the little things right, you help coaches out, things will work out. And he's been just a we, great fundraising partner of ours for many years. And he does it right over there. We sat next to each other at yeah, the one I, uh, yep. in, in Germantown mm-hmm. and, and uh, listened to Jake Davis. who was not a dry eye. In the house. Jake was outstanding. Yeah. And then uh, Coach Pittman came and got up and ripped me for something. You remember that? <laughs> I do. It yeah. hurt my heart you know, a little you know, bit. Uh, well, that's okay. Yeah, I'm Jason just, meant well. Yeah, not really because he said that. He looked at me and went, oh, I forgot he was here. But that's all right. Hey, Tony, how you doing, pal? I'm fantastic. How are you guys this morning? Good. Uh, Dave Keel, Ryan McMillan in studio right now. And I and, uh, just want to reach out to you. Um, as and I talked to you about it the other day when I asked you to come on the show, how important a guy like Dave Keel is to some of the stuff that you do. Uh, yeah, Dave, Dave, uh, and I go back a number of years, as he mentioned in the fundraising world, but Dave, uh, I look, I look to him. He's one of my mentors. Um, I, I go to him quite often, uh, just to kind of get the pulse of what's going on. And certainly his, his leadership program inspired, uh, us to start, uh, getting coaches together. You know, there's the clinic, which Coach Brunner talked about a little earlier, which is a phenomenal thing. And we, we have a, a really nice setup there, and we try to take care of as many people as possible. Um, and there's opportunities. Coach Jones and some other people have spoken about leadership. But we want to create an open forum for coaches to share ideas um, because you never know what will click. Um, you know, if, if you're not stealing uh, information from other coaches, you're probably not successful. And uh, it allows them to obviously make it their own and change it into something that uh, they they can kind of call their own. Uh, but it's it's just an honor for us to be able to do that. You know, raising money is very important for programs, for safe equipment and, and uh, all the stuff that they need. Uh, but at the end of the day, just like Coach Keel and the other great coaches I have the fortunate uh, privilege to work with, uh, for, for me and for them, it's about making – better young people, making the world a better place, and doing everything we can to, to put our best foot forward to prove to people that uh, when you work hard for other people and you think about other people and doing for them and serving them, uh, that great things can happen, and, and uh, that's that's our mission. Hey, Ryan, as the athletic director at Muskego, you know, you guys have had the opportunity and been blessed to be able to build some uh, – you, you guys have, are expanding like crazy. It's important that at the, the team levels – and you knew this at Oconomowoc more than anybody, to be able to, to get a partner like Tony at Raising the Stakes to raise money for for your team. But now that they're doing all this leadership development stuff, 
it, he, it just makes it a really good partnership when you can have somebody like Tony that understands all of that. Yeah, it makes it uh, that much easier. It aligns with your mission, and uh, you're not just asking people for money. There's a greater purpose behind everything that you're doing. And uh, anytime you can tie those two together and, and sell that to your community, sell that to your school administration, everything else, you're going to get greater buy-in from people, and it makes fundraising that much easier. Yeah, it, it does. And Tony does a good job. It makes it fun. The thing that I'm impressed about with, with him and the group that, that works with him is he's not in it to make as much money as he can and and walk away, you know, being, you know, the guy with, with the biggest car and the biggest house. He's he's trying to make sure that they give that you make enough money to get what you need to do, and then he's gonna make it because this is his company. But that's not the, the the important thing to him and his guys isn't to make as much money as they can. Absolutely not. Tony's about making your team a better team, and he's going to do whatever is necessary to help your team. When I coached softball, same thing. He came in, and the girls loved him, uh, and we we sold cookie dough, and they were they just loved doing that. He he was awesome there. And then football thing, he's been doing that forever with uh, with us. And you know, truth be told, budgets just aren't what they were a few years ago, and nope. we need we need right. to find some funds. And so uh, Tony's done a great job uh, with with our discount cards. We bring merchants in the community on board, so now they have an opportunity to see what our kids are doing. We incorporate the leadership into the cards, and and, and so now the merchants are seeing the leaders. Our kids are out and about with smart. Them. It's it's it, it, Tony's a total package in a lot of ways. Hey Tony, I appreciate, uh, and I've been a part of the raising stakes part, but the leadership development part, I think, is. Uh, is what makes guys like me talk most about you and the company. So keep up the good work with that. Be nice to Dave Keel. You know, they're one way, one win away from, you know, winning this conference, but they got a tough game against Slinger. How'd Mason play last night, by the way? Uh, I thought Mason, you know, just like the rest of the team, uh, he played well. He had a sack last night, which was, uh, which was a really cool thing to have. And then he, he was most excited actually, uh, this morning we had Tyson's flag football game, and I asked him, you know, some of his takeaways from last night. And uh, Homestead ran a fake field goal last night that they got a touchdown uh, on. And Mason hey, said dude, he don't be giving away our secrets over the air oh, here. Let's, all right, exactly, how did they run it, Tony? And <laughs> can yeah, you put a but, can, uh, can you send out some info on it? Yeah, well, Mason plays interior line on the uh, extra point field goal team, and, and he was super excited that he was on the field when an offensive touchdown was scored. So uh, he's having a ball. Um, he's working hard and, and couldn't be more uh, happy that he's getting to play for Coach Keel and the rest of the staff. You know, on that sack, Tony, I don't know football. if you noticed, on that sack he was knocked down. He was flat on his on his stomach, and he got up and sacked the quarterback from uh, yeah, after no, being knocked I, I, down. I, I, that, that's impressive. That is impressive. Yeah, was, he, he must have his mom's athleticism. Yes, he, he does. does. Yeah, he's definitely way past me. Uh, before I get off the air here, though, I want to give a big shout-out to George for being the student-athlete of the week. I you know, have a great relationship with all those kids at Homestead, but uh, super proud that that uh, he's doing such a great job. So nice work, George. That's perfect, Tony. Thank you so much. Uh, that's Tony Rush, Raising the Stakes, Fundraising, Leadership, Development. Before we get to a break, uh, Kyle Beyer. He is uh, with Pick and Save. He is uh, a guy that uh, we want to talk to about a couple of things. One, to, to thank Kyle uh, for the partnership that we have with your local Pick and Save stores. But Kyle is a, is a pharmacy guy, and he, uh, he he's coming into Entercom next week, and he's going to be giving our employees here at Entercom the flu shot, and we've done this for a number of years uh, with Pick and Save. And, and Kyle, thank you so much for a couple of minutes of your time. 
Uh, first and foremost, thanks a lot for the partnership that the local pick and save stores has with all the things I do here at, at Entercom from my youth sports show um, to, to this high school show. And, and, and thank you for that partnership. Hey, Mike, good morning, and you're very welcome. Uh, it's, uh, we're happy to partner with you. Hey, can we talk about the importance this time of year of, of, of getting flu shots? And uh, as we talk about that, I want people to understand that getting flu shots are available at Pick and Save, correct? That is correct. So at any of our Pick and Save or Metro Market pharmacies, um, uh, patrons can walk in uh, during any of our operating hours and present with their current insurance card. Uh, you'll typically find that it's a $0 copay. And, uh, yeah, it's just one of the easiest ways to reduce your risk of getting the flu each season. Hey, Kyle, does, you know, there, there's uh, some people here at Entercom that, that say, oh, I don't, I'm not going to get that flu shot. I hear it causes you to get the flu and all that kind of nonsense that I've learned from you guys that, that a lot of that is nonsense. When somebody says that to you, what do you tell them? Yeah, so it's uh, it's a common misconception, and uh, it's based on a lot of observation, but really uh, it's an inactivated vaccine, which means that uh, when the flu shot's given to you, it does not replicate. It cannot give you the flu. What you do find is it's not 100% effective, so if you're going to be somebody that uh, uh, happens to get the flu that year after getting the flu shot, some folks think, well, that flu shot gave me the flu. Right. That's just, uh, that's just not the way it works. So it's well, really just about education and, uh, you know, reducing those fears. Well, Kyle, I, I really appreciate that that knowledge. Dave, you know, my wife is a nurse, and and I do a number of programs with, with the, uh, the pharmacies at, at Pick and Save. And it all started from her saying to me, whatever room you're in, the smartest person in that room is the pharmacist. And people nope. get intimidated to talk to these guys. <laughs> and so we started a thing called Partners in Health on WMYX Radio, where I go and interview the pharmacists, and then we have them come in and do some commercials with different vendors. Sure. And that what we talk to them about is, hey, where do you live? Where are your favorite restaurant? Do you have kids? Why, why are you a pharmacist? And we just humanize them yeah. so that people are comfortable to go in and talk to their, their, their pharmacists uh, in their local pick and save stores, and it's a very effective program. I believe that absolutely, and uh, we love Metro Market in Mequon because a number of my football players work there. I mean, it's a great employer for our guys, <laughs> yeah, and perfect. it's a great partnership. Uh, they work hard and they appreciate the opportunity. And Metro Market's been just awesome for for our kids. Well, that's good stuff right there. Hey, Kyle, thank you so much again. He's Kyle Byer. Uh, get out and get your flu shot. And if you have any questions, you can give them a call or when you walk into your local pick and save stores, talk to the pharmacist. Walk up any questions you have about the flu shot, uh, they can answer for you. Kyle, I really appreciate a couple minutes of your time. Mike, as always, appreciate you being an advocate for us. You got it. Uh, that's Kyle Byer. Guys, let's get to a break. Other side of the break, want to talk about the rest of your roster. We've done a great job of, of, of highlighting Emery, George, and Eric, but man, there's a lot of guys on this team that that make this Homestead team go. And then that last segment, I'm going to kick all the men out of here and have these young student-athletes in with me. And we're going to talk about their favorite memories of playing for Coach Keel and playing at Homestead and wearing the Highlander uh, uniform. And we'll do that, and then we'll be done. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.
Welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show. That's Tangled Lines. I don't think this band understands how this works. I, I promote them and they pay. No, they don't do that. Just be nice to my grandsons. Tangled Lines, Grandma's Tea is the name of that song. We're back. Ryan McMillan, the athletic director at Muskego. Dave Keel, head football coach at Homestead. Coach, when we talk about your roster, we come out and watch you play. We have we have learned a lot about Emery and George and Eric. These are three really good leaders of your team. Who else uh, are we going to see playing? Who are you proud of? And let's talk about some of the other kids on this roster. Absolutely, Mike. We're proud of all of them, of course. But uh, uh, we've got something kind of special we haven't had in a while. We've, we're sending the kid to the Air Force Academy next year. Uh, our defensive end, Jake Raditz, has accepted a scholarship uh, to attend the Air Force Academy and play football for the Air Force Academy. So number 52 is quite a special player for us. His, his father played at UW along with uh, Paul Chris back in the day. So wow. uh, he's got great genes. His mother's actually a Homestead graduate, uh, which is kind of nice. Um, but uh, Jake is doing a great job on a D-line for us. Other defensive players, and as you know, winning football teams start with defense. Sure. Uh, we've got another senior safety, David Bowieu. Um, fantastic linebacker as well, and a, a free safety, Garrett Wilson, who does a really good job. Um, I'd like to talk a little bit about a, a fellow by the name Chase McGee. Okay. He was a terrific lineman for us. Uh, unfortunately, suffered a, a torn meniscus, had to have it surgically repaired, so he's got to stay off of it. But Chase just loves the sport of football. He's a phenomenal young man. Is he out and for the year, Coach? He most think? likely is going to be out for the year, yeah. yeah. We, we'd love to get him back because we just love him to death. He's a great kid. Um, offensively, again, like like – Good, all good football teams begin with the offensive line. We've got two seniors on our offensive line who are, are terrific. A three-year starter, a fellow named Ty Ho, uh, is a guard. And, boy, when he pulls and traps, oh, I wouldn't want to be in the receiving end of that. And our other our offensive senior starter on the offensive line is uh, Will Wood, another big guy who, uh, you know, part of the, the up-front crew that really makes your offense go. Uh, we've got a couple running backs that are, are truly special, two seniors, uh, Willie Garrison and, and Jared Schneider. And uh, these two guys are both four five, uh, four four eight type of kids. They can fly. They they get a crack, a seam, and man alive, they can score from anywhere on the field. So those two kids uh, are really really special. Uh, we've got a, 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 a wide receiver, a tight end who man he made a catch last night that that would be on any any athlete's highlight reel. His name is Howie Newbauer. Uh, he plays both tight end and, and splits a little bit. Can, can I stop you there? Because Tony Resch, when he calls in, yeah. he, he thinks that uh, he might be the best receiver in the state. He's now, pretty good. He, is <laughs> yeah. he? Yeah? yeah he's, he's got terrific hands, runs fantastic routes, and, and he's all 6'3", 200 pounds, and he just he gets up and down. He's special. That receiver at Port Washington is pretty special. Lippy's not bad, no. Lippy's good, man. <laughs> he's a good Lippy, football player. You know player. what? I may yeah. have said something to Lippy about, because uh, they were in studio a couple weeks ago. Yes. And, mm-hmm. Man, he's, you know what? I, I, I like I like John. He's doing a good job yeah. at Port. And John Bunyan's a, 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 fan, yeah. he's a fantastic man. He's, he he's teaching. We had a little issue uh, about a play, and I, I called John up. I said, hey, John, take a peek. And he said, Dave, don't worry. I'll take care of it. And he's that's the kind of guy he yeah. is. He he's concerned about doing it the right way. And up at Port, he is truly doing it the right way. Lippy did uh, say that uh, the receiver that Newbar is pretty good and yeah. Howie's pretty good. Yeah, those two kids are really special. They're both. I mean, uh, I'm glad we have Howie on our team, and, and glad we don't have to play Lippy again. Cause, yeah, because <laughs> he he does it all. I mean, he's scored punt return, kick return, receiving, passing. Uh, I mean, he, he's he's a I wildcat can, I, QB. He 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 absolutely does everything for that football team. I can tell you this: that those guys would like to play you one more time. They'd I, like one more crack at you. I, I believe that. Yeah, they we're, do. We're they, fortunate they said, to get them early. And one I, more yeah. shot. <laughs> 
No. Um, two more kids, I think, that that are three more kids that, that are awful special. We've got a senior kicker who is also a soccer player. He plays in our soccer program. He's come out, and he's really been a, a great uh, uh, lift to our program. He can kick the ball in the end zone most any time, and he's, he's got, I think he's four for four in field goals this year, a fellow by the name of Jordan Gomez. He does a phenomenal job. And we've got a D lineman who's who's back from an injury who who dislocated his shoulder early, but he's back. He's doing an excellent job, Nathan Beal. So uh, the lines are where it starts. You've got to have a great uh, kicking game, and and then uh, it's always nice to throw in a couple of great athletes. And we're kind of fortunate that way. Hey, coach, how's the uh, how are the numbers in the program strong? They are. They are. We've got 27 seniors, about 30, 33 juniors. So we got about 60 kids on the varsity. Our JV's got about 35. Our freshman numbers are about 35. So we're pleased. Boy, that uh, those, those sound a little bit like Muskego numbers, right? Yeah, we're uh, 60, 60, 40, 60, something like that. Yeah. yeah, so so, that, uh, yeah these are really healthy programs. Absolutely. And, and again, and you'll, you know that there's not a lot of teams at schools that have freshman teams anymore. Correct. Right? Yeah. It's hard to find freshman games. Uh, four teams in our league didn't, uh, didn't have a – a freshman or sophomore, so they end up playing sophomores down on the freshman, and that's right. and you don't like that. You don't like mm-hmm. to see a sophomore boy playing against a freshman boy just because of size differential. Yeah, and so it, it's becoming an issue. Yeah, is it becoming more of an issue in your conference than in other conferences all over the state? You think? I suspect it's all over the state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I I think so too, and and I don't. Look, I know I I know my feelings on on why I think it's it's, it's happening. Um, and that's twofold. One, there's there's a lot of competition, man, and, and kids are playing certain sports, trying to play it year round. Correct. And and two, you know, there's a lot of look. It's not it's not safe for my kid to play. Mm-hmm. And I think that you guys will agree. The reason we do that WFCA show with Swiddle and and Dan a lot and Doug, you the way you coach now has changed. Absolutely. There's Without no, doubt, yep. no oh, more yeah. giving salt pills instead of water. Well, no, right? and, and, and just tackling techniques and blocking techniques. Uh, in the offseason, I, I work with USA Football teaching youth coaches better and safer ways to teach tackling and blocking. We need to keep the head out of the deal. We can't, I mean, we only got one brain. We can't, we got to protect it. Yes. And so we work really hard at, with USA Football, which is tr- uh, helping youth coaches and high school coaches to teach safer ways to play the game. Because it can be and is a safer game than it has been, and we got to get that message out to our mothers and fathers that the game is safer. Our coaches are better educated. Goodness, the way I used to coach 25 years ago and the way I coach today significantly different. Totally, and it's so important that our youth guys and our sub varsity guys and our and all of our coaches recognize that we have to communicate that the game is safer, that we are teaching safer techniques, that we are so. I mean, we even a hint of a concussion. The kid, the kid's going to be out, and it's out of your hands. Oh yeah, you know what? It's so that's the other part. The parents are like, well, you know, if that coach, my kid's pretty good. He just wants to win the game. It's not in your hands. Oh, absolutely not. It's, no. it's gone. Those days of bull in the ring. I used to get oh, whooped on that. We don't, do, <laughs> don't do that stuff anymore, right? We line them up ten yards apart, run the head. Yeah, head no, let's see who's Correct. tougher. Yeah. We don't do that yeah. anymore. In fact, we don't even tackle live in practice anymore. Ever? Every, every no, well, maybe ten minutes at the in the preseason. That's it. Wow. Yeah, during, not not now anymore. No, and I think m- most teams are going to that. I talked to um, uh, Brian Kaminsky at Sun Prairie. There's weeks where they don't even put pads on. I mean, they, they don't need to. They, they're going to teach their techniques without using pads. There's a great way to to avoid 
That's you know way different than those days from Rocky oh Hamilton. Oh, <laughs> oh man. I, was, I was one of those pretty boy quarterbacks. I wasn't oh, tough like me. I wasn't I, tough like Emery. <laughs> no, I was never one of the pretty boys. And you, you wanted a water break. They said take a salt pill. Exactly. Take a exactly. salt pill. Nowadays they're like, how much water do you want? Take as much as you need. It's right. available every minute of every yeah. practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that's why we're look. A little, a little goofy, a little, huh? little goofy. Maybe that's what it is. There's a lot of reasons I'm goofy. Yeah, well, my wife and coaches tell me that all the time. Speaking of your wife, the special yeah. place um, in in heaven for coaches' wives, and uh, without man, a doubt, the sacrifices that it's that, unbelievable. The time, I mean, I'm during football season. Man, alive, it's tough, really tough on her and. She spends a lot of time with her little puppy at home. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's that's just the way it is. And she's very supportive. She just loves uh, loves that I'm happy that I'm doing what I truly, truly believe is I'm blessed to be able to do, to hang out with great men who whose number one interest is young people and it's, to hang out with such great kids with, who, who you've met today. Well, it's kind of a ministry for you, let's be honest. Without it, a doubt. It is. Yeah, without a doubt. It is. Guys, I, I'm going to kick you guys out. I really appreciate it, Ryan. It's always good to see you. Congratulations to, you to, to your your teams. You, you know, really quickly, I work with a woman whose uh, daughter is a freshman at uh, Muskego, and her son plays now in the youth program at Muskego, and she called me over the summer and said, you know, there's a guy here talking to us. He's talking to all moms about their kids playing football, and he's some Hall of Fame guy. I said, well, what's his name? She goes, oh, it's Dave something. I go, Dave Keel? She goes, yeah, that's it. I go, he's it was a beautiful summer Sunday or Tuesday night or something. Yeah. And I go, Keel is out at Muskego talking to – she goes, yeah, he's really good. I said, well, go up and tell her that, that we're friends. She's like – no, I don't think I will, but he's really interesting. And I thought, man, here's Keel giving back again. You were doing that for USA football? Exactly, yeah. We put on mom's clinics. Uh, you know, if, if we're going to keep kids playing football, the right. number one parent we have to convince that we're better and we're safer yeah. are moms. We love moms and we want them to be educated. We want them, you know, if, if their kids' coaches aren't using safe techniques, they need to know. They yeah. need to help the coaches out. And so we want our moms to be a part of the deal. And so we work really hard to educate the mothers, educate the parents to get after it. So, I That's mean, awesome. it's it's important and it, it, to continue to or get our game growing again. We need to do that. Yeah, I agree with that. Guys, I really appreciate uh, appreciate you coming in. Dave, these are uh, three really good guys, uh, three good young men that we're going to talk to on the other side. Have a good weekend. Go Brewers, right? Get that third yeah, one. Absolutely. Yeah, and then take a little break, and you'll see the Dodgers, I think, pretty quick. Other side of the break, Emery Whedon, George Lampett, Eric Rod are going to rejoin me, and we're going to talk a little bit about some of their favorite memories of playing Homestead football. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show, presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I've kicked Dave Keel out, kicked Ryan McMillan out, kicked John Bonner out. Just me and the boys, man. Quarterback Emery Whedon, linebacker George Lampin, and linebacker Eric Rod. Eric, I'm going to start with you. Um, if if the season ended today, and you got a lot of football to play yet, but if the season ended today, what would your favorite memory of playing for Homestead High School be? Uh, 
as cliche as this may sound, um, I'm sure you heard yesterday uh, we had our defense's first interception uh, yes. by myself. Yep. And um, just when I think about that play, it was a culmination of, like we said, HLT and all the offseason stuff we did. Um, our defensive coordinator, uh, Matt Wolf, uh, did a great job putting it into perspective for us. Um, he said, we've spent, you know, when you add it all up, almost 300 hours uh, in the offseason lifting, HLT, all that stuff, practice. So, you know, working at a job, $10 an hour, that's $3,000, you know? So, money. Yeah. yeah. So, um, stuff like that, like that interception was just awesome. It got the team going and, like, you know, having everyone on the sideline fired up, like, just that whole family energy. It, it really is way more than, you know, whatever you could get from a job. Man, I love that. That's a really good answer. Um, thank you for that. Emery, let's go to you. Your your uh, season ended today. Uh, what favorite memory? All right, so I have to go back to my sophomore year. It's yep. the third round of the playoffs. We're playing Whitefish Bay at our house. And just to give you some perspective, a little bittersweet, our quarterback, Eric Seller, he got down and he was injured. Okay. Right? So we had to bring in our backup, and it was just kind of a real shock. Our team's like, whoa, what's going on? You know? And we ended up losing the lead. But then our defensive coach went to us, like, on the sideline and said, we're going to score. He had the utmost confidence in our offense and that we're going to score. And it turns out it was fourth quarter, and we're on the goal line. It's fourth and goal. And we had about, like, 30 seconds left, I'd say. And we punch it in, oh. you know. and Against Whitefish Bay. Against Whitefish Bay. Little, even makes it a little bit sweeter, yep. right? Yep. Level three playoff game, and – all the emotions running through me, I just couldn't explain it. It was one of those things where I had to go to church that weekend and thank, yeah. thank the Lord and all that. So. That's the, that's awesome. And you came from – so that was your first year at Homestead. Yep. Man, that's big. Well done. George, how about you? Uh, definitely Slinger game last year was my favorite memory. It was just such a hard-fought game, and it was so close. And that same day we found out that Whitefish Bay had lost, so we uh, oh, were sharing man. the conference championship title, which was huge, I'd say. Um, oddly enough, it was probably my worst game personally I had that year, but our team played fantastic. Their, their O-line's not easy to get by, as you know. They're, they're huge. So. That's a, those some big boys. Yeah, George, I find it impressive that a kid your age can give me his favorite memory of a game where he'll straight out say, I didn't have a very good game. But as a team, as a group, we continued this thing. That, that they started 17 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that, that's really impressive to me. So I, I, I thank you for that. The fact that look at look at all three of the stories that you gave me. You talked about the, the, all the time that sweat equity that we put in together as a team and all these hours that we put in together and it all kind of related on you getting an interception, but it was all after you said it was my interception, but look at all the stuff we did together and look at you, you know, yours again as a group, you know, we we held, we we scored, we win, we beat Whitefish Bay. It wasn't a single play that that you had, and and the fact that you know yours was, look, I didn't even play well, but we beat them, and Whitefish Bay gets beat, and look at what we what we accomplished as, as a group, man. That's that's really good stuff. I I, I really appreciate that. So this uh, this homecoming thing, I'm I'm a little thrown by this thing, man. So so you're going as a pumpkin. Yeah, I'm going you're, as a pumpkin. You're going as a pumpkin? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I got like this werewolf one man, awesome. <laughs> one man wolf pack going on here. Man, this man, this is fun. You guys will have fun. A lot of t- um, football guys going together, or is it? Yeah, yeah, it's gonna work? be a big group of football guys. Probably uh, we all just get together, and like you said, it's 
it's the time of year where we got to kick it into playoff mode and focus up. So you know, you know, not a ton of distractions and stuff. We're right. just gonna have some fun and. Do you, that week, next week, is it a fun week to be part of? Do you guys, does the school do a bunch of stuff? Yeah, we have uh, the powder puff game, so all the girls get to, you know, go to the turf. And do you coach? Yeah, we're you all going to be coaching? coaching this year, so that'll be a lot of fun. Hey, I was up in, uh, I was up in Wisconsin Rapids for a, a, a segment for I do that I do for around the corner with John McGivern, and it was during the powder puff thing. That was more physical than any high school than any boys game I saw all year. <laughs> it they was come to play. Man, and they were hitting, and it was the junior, or it was the juniors against the seniors, and when you looked at them, you thought, man, the juniors are gonna kill these girls, and the seniors got tough, <laughs> and there was all this talk going oh on. I, you know, what I thought, okay, I'll do my segment and get out of here, but I like stayed for the whole game, which was really, really ridiculous. Boys, thanks a lot. I, I really appreciate it. Look, you, you, uh, this team's got a chance. It's got a chance, and and all you want is a puncher's chance when you get to the playoffs. Do you start looking ahead right now? You, you you've got a big game on Friday, but you, does your mind start going? Look, we we got to take care of business Friday, but I wonder which direction they're going to take us. Who's going to be in our area, or do you let the coaches do all that? It's almost impossible not to, but you got to reel yourself back in and just focus on like the week ahead of us. We got a one of our challenges this year is. Uh, how we've been playing a lot of teams that we've been beating. We just got to get better every game and every week. So Yeah, and you got to, you know, you'll start playing into the second half a little bit more right. now. So, Emery Whedon, George Lampin, Eric Rod. Guys, thank you, man. It's been my pleasure to have you in here. Good luck the rest of the way. Thank you so much for having Appreciate us. Appreciate it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, you bet. Uh, this is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented, as always, by our friends at your local pick and save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com.